It is 7.45 on a Saturday morning time. We do a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's, who has been serving this area of CCO land. Jack, how many years? It will be 85 Whoa. in uh, December. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. We have been tempting and titillating wine pallets for that long. And still do. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> what, Amen. Are, what are we going to do today? You know, I had a couple of questions this week that I thought uh, we've never talked about, and maybe we should. It's how much wine should I buy for my wedding, and how much wine, and what should I pick for a big party? You know, uh, probably a wedding is one of the biggest parties you'll have, and I've advised hundreds of couples through the years of how much wine they should buy for their wedding, and let's just first talk about the venue. Uh, where are you having the wedding, and will they permit you to bring in your own wine? That's a big if. A lot of places do, a lot of places don't. And if they do, what is the corkage? Sometimes the corkage is absolutely outlandish, and then you'll, you're forced to buy the wine from the vendor. And after all, that's how they make their money. Uh, and we do that as well. You know, if people come into Haskell's with the wine list from a country club or a hotel, and we'll help them pick a good wine from their own list. But uh, first is the venue. How much wine should you buy? If I, do it, will they let you bring wine in? Uh, and what is the corkage? Then uh, the people you're having, are they young and drink a little more? Are they uh, pretty moderate drinkers? Whatever. Uh, so that that affects how much you buy. And then you've got to, of course, figure out your budget and what kind of food you're serving. You know, if you're serving uh, Italian food, that'd make a difference. If you're serving standard bridal fare, that's okay as well. Now, champagne is the first thing. Everybody usually likes to have for a wedding champagne for a toast. Now, champagne, you get more drinks out of a bottle of champagne than you do out of a bottle of wine. Why, ask? They're both the same. Because uh, the glassware... If champagne is served in a flute with the bubbles and all that, uh, you can get six glasses out of a bottle of champagne, whereas if you're drinking wine, you can only get five. And so if you have 100 uh, guests and you're going to have a champagne toast, that's only one <clears throat> a glass per person, well, uh, that's 100 glasses, and you divide 100 by six, and that tells you how many you're going to need uh, if you need 200 glasses, uh, and that's what most people recommend, uh, you're going to need two glasses per person, and so that's, and with six glasses per bottle, that's 34 bottles. So you, you see the champagne is much more uh, manageable, and when you're talking about champagne, and we'll talk about this in a bit, what, what wines to pick, you don't, remember, you don't need to have very expensive, it depends on your budget. If you've got an unlimited budget, get real champagne by all means. If you're on a tight budget, you can get a cava from Spain that retails for about $10. That's perfectly adequate sparkling wine and would do very well to serve as a toasting wine. When we talk about red and white wine, as I said, we get five glasses uh, per uh, bottle. And uh, there again, the temperature is going to be, if it's going to be outside on a hot day, the people are going to drink more white wine than red wine, and if your wedding's going to be inside and cool, 
maybe a moderate amount. You should really have both wines, red and white. Some people prefer to drink only red wines, and some people prefer only to drink white. So I think it's an absolute must that you have both, and not just uh, pick your favorite Cabernet and serve that. Uh, there should be two. And like I said, if you figure generally one glass of wine per hour per guest. So if the wedding reception is four hours, that's four glasses per person. And if you have 100 guests, that's 400 glasses. With five glasses a bottle, you need 80 bottles of wine. So I'd recommend you get seven cases, which is 84. You can always have a little left over and enjoy it on another time. And then you could split that. Uh, so uh, you could go to, uh, say, 40 red and 40 white bottles or, uh, again, cover yourself and go four cases each. And don't forget, most vendors and uh, merchants will give you a case discount. Uh, and after you've established how much wine you're going to need, we'll talk about the wines to pick. Uh, you know, beer is a little different. You usually figure people will drink two glasses of beer the first hour and then one per hour after that. And you really don't want to run out. I mean, it's a special day of the wedding, uh, so better to have too much than too little. Uh, better to need or have and not need or than need and not have. So uh, a little extra is always in order, I think. And, you know, you have to be careful. You can get good quality wines at low cost. Uh, but you you want to really concentrate on the area, I'd say, about over $10. Uh, 10 to $15, you can get a very adequate wine that will please everybody, uh, and uh, generally that won't break the bank. Uh, sometimes inexpensive wines, for example, like Yellowtail from Australia, you know, a lot, a lot of people like it, but a lot of people absolutely abhor it. So you have to be kind of careful there. Um you want wines when you're having a big group that uh, are sort of neutral and people like them. One of the wines that's good for a group, actually, believe it or not, is something like Pinot Grigio. Now, Pinot Grigio, there's a lot out there, and some of them are not very good. But there are good suppliers of Pinot Grigio, and they make a nice wine. And I remember I had a friend in the Twin Cities who was a real onophile. I mean, he had the, one of the best sellers in town. And he always served Pinot Grigio as an aperitif because he felt it was a neutral wine, that everybody sort of could drink it and not be unhappy with it. And yet it wouldn't overshadow his big wines that he was planning to serve with the main meal. And he was absolutely right. And that, so Pinot Grigio is a very good reception wine. Another white that's often overlooked that I think is a great reception wine is Muscadet. Muscadet is from the Loire Valley, actually from close to the coast in the Loire Valley, the Atlantic coast, because the Loire River feeds into the Atlantic Ocean. And it's made to be drunk young. And it has hints of tropical fruits and melon on a foundation of a minerality that's very pleasing and lends the wine 
a pleasant tartness. So Muscadet is a great wine. And best of all, Muscadet is very inexpensive. Usually you can get a pretty good Muscadet for around $10 and get one that's surly. That means the Muscadet has stayed in contact with the lees, given a little more minerality and much more body and complexity. So uh, a Muscadet is much, much uh, desired wine, in my opinion, for a big reception for a party. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of interesting. I often sit in on these uh, charitable foundations and charitable places that are having big dinners. I sat on one this week, and they're having a 1,000 people come for dinner. And it's it, very interesting. You think they'd pick a Chardonnay and maybe a Cabernet? Well, actually, what they picked was a white Bordeaux and a Rhone wine. And Rhone wines for red are really not to be overlooked. I mean, I don't think there's a better value in the wine world today than a little red Cote de Rhone. They're absolutely delicious, and they're modestly, modestly priced. You can buy a sensational red Rhone for about $10, and if you want to expand that a little bit to up to 14 you can get one that will absolutely dazzle the most jaded palate. I'm always astonished when somebody says, this is pretty good. What is it? It's a Cote de Rhone. So for red wine, Cote de Rhone is definitely not to be overlooked. And let's not forget for red, too, Beaujolais. And as we said a couple of weeks ago, Beaujolais is a great wine to have on these summer days. You can chill it as cold as a white wine. It's refreshing as fruit. Uh, and it, it generally is a great crowd pleaser. We opened one, a Moulin Avant, the other day, which I thought outshone a lot of Burgundies. Uh, but for warm weather, you really don't need a crew of Beaujolais. Simple Beaujolais is just fine. My crew, I mean, you know, there are Beaujolais called, you know, that like a Bruy, uh is a crew. That's a special village of Beaujolais. The Beaujolais village is perfectly adequate for most reception and uh, not to be overlooked also. One, another wine is New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. They're generally a great bargain and a great expression of Sauvignon Blanc. And that's good for a big reception as well. If you have a little bigger budget, why not try a Maconese or saint Veron from France? Again, these are light, easy-to-drink wines. You'd have to up your budget to about $15 a bottle to get... Saint-Veron or Maconese, but the wine itself is very, very good and uh, much sought after. Those wines are both Chardonnay-based wines, Macon and Saint-Veron. And Chardonnay is, you know, the, the, the queen of all white wine grapes, in my opinion. Uh, you can certainly try stuff like Sauvignon Blanc and that, but for complexity and interest, you really can't beat Chardonnay in a white wine. Uh, another wine, though, if Cabernet is your favorite, try a Cabernet from Chile. I think Chile does a wonderful job on their Cabernet. And there again, they're very, very inexpensive. You can get a darn good Chilean Cabernet for under $10 a case, uh, just a piece of cake. And, of course, my own favorite is Pinot Noir. Uh, but Pinot Noirs have gotten fairly pricey, and it's kind of hard to find a really good one for under $15. But uh, if you have the wherewithal to spend that $14, $15, there's a lot of Pinot Noir out there that's very, very good at that price. There's one particularly favorite of mine is called Angel's Landing. It's a wonderful Pinot Noir, 
and uh, it is under $15, or, or just at $15, I think. But anyhow, I think you get the idea. All of these different wines have uh, a warm place when you're having a big party. And, of course, if you're having a wedding, you want it to be very, very special. So check the venue out. Make sure that they aren't high binders with the corkage fee. And if they are, uh, go ahead and buy their wine. But get some advice from somebody. Don't just buy the cheapest one they have. Uh, that's a, an out for a lot of people. Well, I'll just take whatever. Yeah. That, that stuff is very, very uh, usually plonk-like. So don't do it. <laughs> Say, Jack, I know we have to talk about Haskell's, but real fast, you mentioned the word corkage again. And uh, real quickly, uh, could you explain what is corkage? Sure. Corkage is what a hotel or a country club or a restaurant charges you to bring in your own wine. And every everybody has a policy on that. A lot of them don't permit you to bring in your own wine. A lot of them have outrageous corkage where it's $25, $30 a bottle to deter you from bringing in your wine. Some people are very reasonable about it, 10 or $15 corkage. That's about what you should pay, 10 right. to 15 and, and so you need to get, buy a wine that isn't going to break the bank, but it'll be uh, of high quality when you figure in that corkage uh, to serve. But that's what corkage is. And, and like right. I say, every restaurant has it, every uh, country club, even the hotels and places like that have corkage fees. And, Jack, what's going on at Haskell's these days? Oh, we are in the midst of our summer sale, and it is a doozy. Believe me, the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. And, you know, they'll put you in touch with the wine, whether you're going to have just two people for dinner or you're having 200. They'll, and, best of all, they'll put you in touch with a wine that will not break the bank. It'll be just a perfect choice to whatever you're going to serve. And that's important, too, when you're entertaining, to make sure the wine marries well with the food you're going to have. There's a Haskell's near you where you can learn about wine and taste wine and really buy wine at the right price. Haskell's in Bloomington, Shanhassen, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Faribault right off at 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be believed, and on Saturday they always have interesting tastings going on up there. Downtown Minneapolis, or there's free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Haskell's at Minnetonka at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine, and it'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our summer catalog and make your own choices of wines for parties or just for your own inner self-centered enjoyment. I like that. Jack, let's talk next week. I'm going to look forward to that. Thank you.